to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. You should know right now that bullets don't kill this monster, Jim. My last one got stuck in your throat, so I'm thinking about shoving this one somewhere else. Jim, a little tip for next time. Always bring the right tools for the job. See you in hell, Theo. to wear leather he can wear leather the bad guys in this town have got been getting weirder and weirder welcome to legends of gotham where we talk about fox's hit series gotham set in the world of batman i'm bill meeks and i'm Anne marie de simone and we are about to blow the doors off this thing with a bazooka with a bazooka because we're so close to the end of the season i can smell almost there smells a little fishy but i'm okay with that fishy it does smell quite fishy indeed but how are you doing tonight Anne marie i'm doing good how are you doing good good and you know who else is doing good who else is everyone doing good? over in our chat room at live.universebox.com where we convene every tuesday night 8 30 p.m est to uh, dis- discuss gotham and they kind of hop in there they watch us record the show they comment sometimes they fight but it's good natured let's let's not fight tonight folks. yeah let's not fight no let's continue to talk about cat using a flat iron there we go yeah definitely it, it, I, I i would prefer to see her use a crimper i would love to see her use a crimper and is not out of her character definitely definitely crimp <laughs> crimp cat 2016 crimp cat 2016 <laughs> That, that's my new campaign slogan. Not okay. Galavan 2016. Or I guess that was 2015. Yeah, it was 2015. Or some nebulous year that they so don't really refer to. But it was a really great episode, Amory. <laughs> so uh, why don't we get started with the riddling rhyming, rhyming episode summary and we'll get started talking about it. It'll I, be think awesome. I think that's an excellent idea. <laughs> when, Crimcat 2016. You good now? Crimcat, go ahead. When will the Death Knight remember his sister? He might recall if he truly kissed her. Will Hugo Strange evade the police? He's hoping his shredder will make warrant cease. Is Penguin jealous? He'd like a cape. Is Galavan Goo quite easy to scrape? How many Hail Marys for killing a priest? Azrael goes to pieces once Penguin's unleashed. Unleashed! 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 Emery, what'd you think? Well... As I tweeted earlier, I was having trouble coming up with my points because all I wanted to do was squeal and clap and yell, yay! <laughs> yeah. Because it was just – it was lovely. For, for, yeah, from beginning to end, from it beginning was – Beginning to – oh, definitely end. Absolutely fantabulous. 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 And uh, you know, something that everyone's been talking about I, – I, I am going to say, uh, yes, I'm definitely in the really love the episode two camp – but mm-hmm. I figured I'd go ahead and start off talking about something that everybody's talking about, mm-hmm. which is the Deuce X Cobblepot that happens uh, at the end of the episode. First of all, uh, you know, the bazooka, everything, the most Gothamy moment to ever Gotham a Gotham. Pretty much. 
Pretty much. Pretty much. I, like, I thought that March of the Penguins was the pinnacle of Gotham. With all the pen- yes, the March of the Penguins was lovely. But but no, no, the- this completely blew it out of the water. Quite literally. You know, of course, this is a uh, pretty common example of a Deus Ex Machina uh, mm-hmm. or God from the Machine. It's uh, old Greek plays. They'd be, it would be like some sort of tragedy. People would be dying. A god would come up from the back of the theater and make everything okay again. Uh, which is basically where the term comes from. And it's a common story trope that's usually seen as weak writing uh, with our modern sensibilities. I don't think there was this time. Yeah, I, I think this was so well set up that I, I, I didn't mind it at all. Well, and I mean, he wasn't completely out of nowhere. Like, there was mm-hmm. a progression through the episode to get him there. Yeah. It wasn't a surprise, but it was it mm-hmm. was just glorious. Yeah, and, and you're right when you say, you know, it was kind of set up throughout the episode and really throughout the this half season because we – We've all wanted to see Penguin get back to the business of being Penguin and everything, right? right? And uh, it was just uh, it was just getting in the point to the episode where I was wondering where he'd gone because uh, you know he he shows up at the, the beginning hospital. that little hospital yeah. thing and then it was like oh all this stuff's happening where's Penguin and all this I thought he was going Pangy after Galavan pants, Pangy oh, pants. boom there boom. he is. And uh, I, I thought it was a very clever way to kill a guy some mad scientist brought back to life to ensure that he could never be brought back to life again. Right. Let, let's just destroy him. Let's turn him into little gobs of Galavan, you know. Serious gobs of Galavan. The thing that's kind of was crazy about that, though, was like he crashed as if the bullets really did do something to him. And mm-hmm. then he just woke back up. I'm like, did he literally make him immortal? Yeah. Well, I actually have some points oh, on okay. that coming Sorry. up. I think they were working with a very uh, common trope in horror movies. But sure. we'll talk about okay. that in a minute. Okay. Sorry. Uh, and and just uh, to keep going on about that scene with the bazooka, because how could we not? That music, it, it was so hardcore and so over the top and so great. Yeah, and it, it was interesting too because all of the main cast had unprecedented, unprecedented, unprecedented. Moment, that's what I said. Unprecedented <laughs> uh, moments of badass, uh, badassitude. Uh, this episode, badassery, you know, ba- bad. Bad badassery. Bad badassery? Yes, exactly. Uh, you know, we had Bruce with the car, Alfred with the sword fight, Harvey's speech. Uh, there, there was just all sorts of these really big moments for a lot of the characters. But once Penguin came back, it all looked like weak sauce by comparison. It was just – nothing could hold a candle to that music and that bazooka and that mm-hmm. you're welcome. Uh, it was just – See you later, guys. So perfect. It, it, and, uh, you know, it, it definitely felt like a return to form for the Penguin to more of his season one self, yeah. which I was really glad to see. And I loved that Penguin's revenge in this episode is rational, not emotional. He mm. knows killing Tabby would be pointless. He knows, you know, committing random acts of violence at, the, at this point is pretty much pointless. Mm. Uh, he He's going after Galavan because he realizes he's the true source of his suffering. And that's, you know, what he needs to do. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I just loved it. Uh, you, I was like, you're like squealy like a 12-year-old girl I, over there. Do, do you have any thoughts on this, Amory? Uh, no, I completely agree that it's absolutely wonderful. And, yeah, like it did make sense. And you can't even call it emotion. Did you just spill your drink? No, it's like <laughs> um, I don't even know. Sorry. You were talking about the penguin? Yes, I did. No, he took his time. It wasn't like a quick reaction, like killing Grace and the kids and serving them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
there was a progression. There was he took a bath. He didn't clean up Grace, but he took a bath and fixed mm-hmm. his hair and found a new suit. Yeah, and TKD kid in the chat room has a really good quote. I stuck the last one down down yes. your throat last time. I figured I'd stick this somewhere else now or whatever. Yeah, it yeah. Awesome. It was just I, that that line the the line I quoted up at the top of the episode yeah. the the leather line like this is Gotham City nobody cares nobody cares. I uh, just so many great penguin moments and so definitely felt like a re- return to form for him too right but you wanted to talk a bit about uh penguin and galavan and yes. all this stuff too right? um i just liked how just the sight and like aura of galavan reawoken oswald to all of his penguin glory mm-hmm. like he's sitting there with the rotting corpse and all the flies drinking his <laughs> wine and his hair all messed up and feathers which i still don't understand where where or why the feathers were ever there um and the second that he sees that it's Galavan, he's like, <gasps> it's like, I get to do it again. Mm-hmm. I get to kill him again. <laughs> All of the revenge. Um, you know, he's gone through his period of mourning over his father and now he's ready to get that real revenge for his mother's death because obviously she was more important to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it almost reawakens his want to claim his territory in Gotham. Yeah, well, I definitely got the impression, and I might have mentioned this a bit last week, that it, there was a bit of jealousy going on there. He was like, oh, my God, there's there's an uber villain out there more flamboyant than I am. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to put a stop to this right away. Yeah, and then he realizes it's Galavan, and it's like, yeah. and oh, there, this is happening. And there's a personal connection there. Right. And, uh, um, I am curious if he's going to stick to his promise to Butch that he'll leave. Uh, Butch and Tabby alone. Um, I'd like to see them team back up, like, you know, a trio mm-hmm. of terror or something. Um, or really for Tabby just to take Butch away from it all. Yeah. And, you know, they can go live happily by the sea with their horses and dogs where she mm-hmm. grew up. So, well, I, 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 th- I think wherever Butch ends up, he's going to be attached to a more powerful character. Because yeah. I, I realized something to, or last night yeah. and, and tonight while I was rewatching it about the nature of Butch. I, I feel like Butch. As a person, as a character, mm. he only works as a second fiddle. Uh, mm. He keeps trying to take everything. He wants it all. But he's totally unhappy as soon as he gets it. As he soon doesn't as, know what to do with it. Yeah, as soon as he has power, he's he's at a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's also completely wrecked uh, when the alpha personalities in his life that he's attached to are threatened. You know, fish, pangy pants, uh, even though he's being mind-controlled a little bit, so maybe he had to be uh, tabby in this episode in Absolutely. particular. I, I, I feel – like I said, I feel like he's constantly wanting it all, but he's happiest when serving somebody else who probably deserves it more. Right. I, not necessarily from a moral standpoint, but just no. from a motivation standpoint. From a motivation and from um, mm-hmm. a creativity even standpoint, like they they have the ideas. He doesn't. Yeah, he, he's one of those he's guys. He's the muscle. Yeah, he's, he's one of those guys. He, he's an action guy. He's not an idea guy. Right. And like many uh, action guys, he's like, wait a second. I've done all this stuff to get them power. Why don't I get it for myself? Right. And then he realizes, you know, he that's that's not power. him. That's not Butch. That's not Butch. I, he's sort of a tragic hero almost. You know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And even when he is the bride, he gets a divorce. Very true. Very true. Very true. I, I, you know, speaking of Butch and romance, he mentions that he never thought he'd feel this again when he's talking to Tabby in the, the bed there. I put that too. So I'm wondering, if the, <laughs> is there a girl in his past we don't know about or is he talking about fish i was thinking that too mm-hmm. get out of my brain <laughs> sorry no that's it's almost like we like we like we we talk a lot and we have some sort of connection or something it's weird we have a connection i don't know <laughs> um 
So Butch and Tabby, Butch and Tabby. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say that Bobby in the chat room says some are born to lead, some are bred to follow. Oh, very that's good, Bobby. Good. That's good. Um, I like their relationship. I never thought it made sense. Um, probably because I was, you know, I was rooting for him to get to be the the big cheese. Mm-hmm. And when she shows up, there's no chance of him being the big cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she goes so far as so she's going to leave so Azrael doesn't get to him because yeah. she knows he's coming after her, which he really wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all her fault that he went after her. But um, but then his love for Tabby is so sweet. Like, But who has he loved before? Like, just like you said, it was like when he said that never thought he'd feel like this again. I was like, mm-hmm. did I hear that right? Well, we have some people chiming in from the chat room. Oh, I like when, that. Uh, when uh, Bobby and TKD Kid are, are all thinking it was probably Fish too, which yeah. you know makes me wonder how he's going to react when – I mean it's not really a spoiler at this it's point. It's not a spoiler. Everybody knows that Fish is going to be coming back for an episode this season. I'm Fish Mooney. <laughs> which we have a very fun video about a little bit later on from yes. the official Gotham crew. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's no secret here. And I, I really wonder how Butch is going to react. I mm-hmm. I think it depends on what kind of love he has for each of them. Mm-hmm. I kind of think with Fish, he has more of a loyalty love, like a family love. Yeah. But with Tabby, it's romantic. Mm-hmm. Or at least something like that. Or something more so. Um, I th- the type of re- relationship where you would you would commit to eating more fruit. Exactly. You know, that's a step. That's a step. Commit (laughs) to eating more fruit. Definitely. Uh, Uh, Bring back Barbara. (laughs) Who went in search for limes. By the way, uh, Joel from PDX uh, says that uh, Penguin is the king of Gotham until Falcone returns. I don't know if Falcone's going to be returning I don't think Falcone's coming back. I think that was just a convenient plot moment. Yeah, it was nice for him to come back. But he's probably pretty happy on his farm upstate or whatever. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, well, we're going to get back to talking about Gotham in just a minute here. Actually... You know what time it is, Anne-Marie. What? It's time to look at this Joker. Look at this Joker. Look at this Joker. Look at this Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, this isn't actually a big full-on look at this Joker segment. Hold on. uh, We did Free Comic Book Day this weekend. Of course, and you all should have done Free Comic Book Day, too. And I wanted to recommend this book I picked up for Free Comic Book Day. It's a trade paperback of a series from the 70s about a character you might know called... The Joker. The Joker, the Clown Prince of Crime. Uh, This is a collection of... Uh, the Joker series that Denny O'Neill and Elliot S. Magan and a couple other really big name comic book writers wrote in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And I've been reading it and it's kind of cool because it's very experimental because back in this time period, they didn't really give villains their own books. So I, 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 I'm only about halfway through it, but the, you kind of see them sort of stumbling around yeah. trying to figure out you know, how to do this, how to tell a story based around a villain, especially when it's under the comic book code authority and you have to have the villain captured at the end of every issue. Oh, really? Yeah, he has to lose eventually, but he's the hero of the book, so he has to win somehow. So it's a very huh. interesting book. I hi- very highly recommend it. Weird. Uh, definitely. Uh, but okay, Amory, why don't you go ahead and tell them about our Patreon? Hi, guys. We have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash universe box. It's where you can make a monthly donation to help support all of our podcasts, Legends of Gotham, Greetings from Storybrooke, and We're So Lost coming back so this lost. summer. Um, start Donations can start at 10 cents. You get all sorts of things like Bill's free books. You get our patron hangouts. Mm-hmm. We'll sing you a song. We'll write you a letter. We'll do a podcast just for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, donate what you can, but 
you know, any support would be greatly appreciated over at patreon.com slash universe box. Yes. And we currently have a uh, 29 patrons giving us $127 per month. You guys are winners. You guys are not monsters. You like, are winner, winner, chicken dinner. You guys are not monsters like strangers breeding underneath our Arkham Asylum. Yeesh. And if you ever have a warrant to serve on us, we promise not to shred all the evidence before you get here. Uh, if you want to be uh, one of the people who gets to look through our files, patreon.com slash universe box. And remember and to think, think outside. outside. I love that we say it like that. Of course. It, it's kind of adapted over it time. It really has. Okay. So my next point, and I saw some people talking in the chat room about this. That was totally killer croc. It was totally killer croc. That was absolutely totally killer croc. Uh, in, in the basement of the Asylum when Cat was there and the the weird guy with the scales and the eye contact and everything totally Killer Croc. If you don't know who Killer Croc is, I'm, I'm trying to pull up a picture here of him. Uh, if you don't know who Killer Croc is, he's a he's a Batman villain, obviously. Uh, but Killer Croc and I took this from uh, the DCpedia. We'll have links in the show notes at legendsofgotham.com. Mm-hmm. Killer Croc is an enemy of Batman with incredible super strength and a crocodile-like appearance. Uh, this mutation was originally a birth defect, although he becomes more reptilian over time due, due to genetic experimentation. Uh, despite his brutal savagery and heightened reflexes, his animalistic mentality results in lower intelligence. Interesting. Sounds a lot like the guy we saw last night. I would assume. Yeah, definitely. I, I, there's been a lot of speculation the character was coming to Gotham. Uh, you know, we've uh, when we saw the... The hand. From Lizard Hand Girl, yeah. But I don't uh, the, think the ex- that was, that wasn't her. The ex? No, I think no. I think that was her. It couldn't be her. They were in Indian Hill. She's been out for ten years. Fair point. Maybe Fair they point. tried but it I, again. I'm just saying, you know, when we saw that X-ray and yeah. promos and stuff, we were like, maybe that's Killer Croc. Oh, the X-ray. Yes. No, I thought you meant the hand on the. No, no, no. We were. I was talking about uh, the X-ray. Yes, that was. Uh, But you know, there's been a lot of speculation. uh, But I I think this is him. I think this is totally him. Uh, Now he's listed in the credits as uh, Scale Skin Man. Uh, Yeah, that's Killer Croc then. Yeah, uh, and he's played by uh, Radu uh, Spingle, an MMA fighter. Uh, So I'm guessing we're going to get a killer fight soon with him pretty soon. A killer fight? Yeah, I mean, because why would you you cast an MMA fighter in in a bit part like this unless you were going somewhere with it? Yeah, he'll be back. Yeah, plus, you know, he had lizard eyes, man. It has to be him, right? It absolutely has to be. And uh, Joe from Portland says, Croc with no tail, at least one that was seen. Very true. But as, you know, uh, we just mentioned, he developed more and more uh, Mm lizard-like characteristics over time. Uh, And Bobby, we did see see those pictures, but since those are from next week, they might be a little too spoilery for us, uh, of uh, Basil Carlo. Uh, So so we won't talk about them in depth. Uh, But yeah. That was totally Killer Croc, guys. Totally. Neat. Totally. Okay, Emery, you want to talk about uh, Strange and Miss Peabody, right? Ah, uh, Strange and Miss Peabody. Well, first of all, Miss Peabody approves of everything that Strange <laughs> did in this episode, unlike last week where she's like, no, 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 stop. Um, she seems to be on the same page, and she's even moving ahead, like ahead, thinking, you know, two steps ahead about moving the other patients to the other facility. Where is this other facility? How mm-hmm. are they getting there? I mean, obviously, we saw them moving the Killer Croc dude yeah. out, but how? How? Like where? Where? I, I, I. Lots of question marks. <laughs> All I have is how and where. 
Um, well, I, I don't have theories on the where, but I have I, – and I don't have theories on the how. So you have no answers for me. But I have theories on what happens when. Oh, well, I, I'll take that. You, you, you want to hear them? Because it, it, goes, it goes off on a bit of a tangent first. I like tangents. Okay. So the Riddler and Catgirl in this episode. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. First of all, is this, is this their first scene together? Because I can't remember uh, – that. I, I, first could, interaction. They may have been in a scene in the GCPD together. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever see, really seen them interact to girl. Enact a girl. Uh, enact a girl. I uh, know. Enact before. Interact before. Ah, I can't talk. Okay, I, 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 I thought it was interesting though. The cat girl's distraction is how Ed ends up getting caught in the end for with yes. the escape plan. I, I wonder if he'll come back to bite her for this. Like, I wonder if this is going to come back. It's not her fault. And kind of taint their relationship. I, I what don't relationship? Even know if, well, I mean, they're they're burgeoning villain cooperativeness you know okay. uh, their collab if you will the league of crazy villains exactly exactly uh but but i, I wonder if uh he'll hold it against her or if he'll even know you know i just think it, it could be a nice little thread uh for for them in the future okay but now i want to break it down and talk about each of these characters individually first okay. of all cat girl selena mm-hmm. i absolutely i and they've done this in in times before and everything, but I loved all of her cat calls throughout the episode. Her cat uh, calls, yeah, yeah, like the little calls to her being. Oh no, cat I got girl. it. It was just the cat call. Uh, but but uh, obviously, uh, her her movements, uh, leaping around buildings, etc. And we've seen all that before. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was interesting that when she gets to Arkham Asylum, there were dogs barking, that is true. B- making it seem very dangerous for a feline fatal like uh, Selena. Right. Uh, and, and also, I, I loved her kitten sneezes in the air vent. <laughs> so cute. And her tail. She had a tail. Did she have a tail? She had like a shirt wrapped around her waist and mm-hmm. one of the arms or was, was, was like a tail. Was like a tail. I, I yelled tail, tail when we were watching it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I, I heard you yell that, but I didn't you register didn't. that it, you were talking about her having a tail. Or Who else would I have been talking about having a cat tail? I don't know. Me. I, everyone knows I have one. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. One thing I was wondering, though, uh, considering that whole plan, Mm -hmm. how did Bruce know her friend Bridget Firefly was an Arkham? I have no idea. Because I don't remember him getting some sort of like dossier on Arkham inmates or I don't need. It's been a while since we've seen the episode, but I'm not even sure if. He knew about her because I thought that was Selena's like solo episode where her and Bridget were. It was basically part of the, this two parter, and Bruce was but, off doing something else. Yeah, but she, and feel went, free to correct us in the chat room. If I'm we're trying wrong. to talk to you. Um, <laughs> she, um, he spent like six months or longer living with her after that, though. Very they, true. I'm sure they talked about it because mm-hmm. you know he knew that she was feeding the birds and where she was feeding the birds. Yeah, and all of that. Toppings so, the bag and all that. Yeah, toppings, toppings. Toppins about. So, I mean, he obviously knew about her, but how he knew she was an Arkham, I, I will not understand. Yeah, I'm, I'm very, I was a little confused by that. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I want to talk about the Riddler a little bit. And I thought it was very notable that the Riddler was scared, terrified, terrified of what he saw in the basement. Uh, you know, considering his morbid sense of curiosity that he had all in the first season and his psychoticness that he's had all in the second season. Right. It must have been just a complete horror show down there. I now I cat heard uh, that Strange and company are moving the patients, uh, mm-hmm. which leads me to my prediction I teased a couple minutes ago. Yes. 
and this is kind of an update of a, of a prediction I had last week. My prediction was that you know all of the Arkham, mon- Arkham oh, monsters uh-huh. were going to break out in the season finale. Okay, uh, but I feel after watching this episode that either Ed or our returning fishy friend is going to cause this transfer f- between facilities to go very poorly, oh, letting dude. all of Strange's monsters loose on the streets of Gotham. Oh, that's fishy, fishy all all like, the way. I feel like this transfer is what's going to bite Strange in the, his strange little butt. Yes, I uh, believe so. And uh, get all these monsters out on the streets for Jim to take down. Um, I don't think it's going to be Ed because Ed is terrified of them. He doesn't want yeah. them out. Mm-hmm. Fish, Fish would want to let them out just to cover her own escape. Very I true. I think. Um, Bobby asked in the chat room, uh, why would Galifian's body be sent to Arkham in the first place? It's not the morgue. Um, I believe um, it wasn't necessarily sent there, but it was transferred <laughs> mm-hmm. for cremation, I guess. Well, I will say that there is a masked figure in the promo for next week's episode that we'll be talking about later who might have had a little something to do with it. and. Oh. I, I also, you know, I, there there has to be some sort of authority uh, kind of architecting this stuff happening at Arkham because someone had to tip off Strange that uh, the police had a warrant and he knew exactly what the warrant said and he had plenty of time to shred all of to his documents his office, before yeah. they got there. Um, it could have been the uh, judge that he was like, I'm going to call this judge and tell him that I'm having problems with you. You guys can't keep coming in here for nothing. So it easily could have been the judge who signed the warrant. Mm-hmm. Or they've got somebody in the GCPD. Alvarez! <laughs> and Bobby says, but why would they put that on the record? That was one of the few things no, that was No, because if they were body snatchers. Because Wynn says Indian Hill folks are just body snatchers. And to which he said, why would they put that on the record if mm-hmm. the body was snatched? Well, I think when they were snatching the bodies, they were just trying to figure out how to crack this nut of bringing people back to life and everything. So it probably didn't seem like that big of a deal to keep it off the books because they they were just transferring bodies to do weird experiments. Like, that's not as big of a deal as bringing villains back to life. You know what I mean? Not quite. What do you mean? I don't know. I'm misunderstanding you. No, I mean, they were taking these bodies of people who had committed great crimes and been killed to do experiments on to try and learn how to bring someone back to life. Right. Which isn't quite as big of a deal is, oh, now we have the technology to bring people back to life. We might not want to have a paper trail. These were just bodies oh, okay. that they could, oh, okay. there we they go. could poke and pop, prod and shred and throw in a blender. Will it blend? Will Theo Gallivan blend? Who knows? We'll find out. And then, you <laughs> there know, we go. There and we go. then there's not a big deal. Right. But uh, if it's, hey, we're going to bring all these people down here so we can turn them into supervillains, that's, that's a much a bigger a deal. Yes, that's a bit But that happened question. later. That happened after they transferred the bodies over. Okay, gotcha. Whew. So uh, you, lots you, of confusion there. Sorry. You want to talk a little bit about Bruce and Alfred? Right? Oh, Bruce and Alfred, such a such a loving family relationship. There, um, I love that they have such a hard time expressing expressing how they feel to each other until they're in mortal danger. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was, it was a lot of "I love you, man." <laughs> um, just, they're friends now. They're friends. But, you know, they're more than a guardian and a ward. They're family. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go so far as to say they're family. They'll say they're friends, but they're family. And, like, all Alfred wants to do is protect Bruce. He really doesn't care what's going on in anything else. He mm-hmm. just wants to protect Bruce because, again, loving family and um, guardian. But he does understand that he has to let him do what he wants because Bruce is just going to leave. Mm-hmm. Bruce is just going to go. He's like, no, give me my credit card. Yeah, you can't, stop, you can't stop Bruce Wayne at this point. You, you cannot <laughs> stop Bruce at this point. Well, I think Alfred understands, too, after a couple of things that have happened, like when Bruce fired him yep. 
and uh, when Bruce ran away with Cap for a long time, that if he if he tries to hold him back, he's just going to pull away even farther. Mm. So, you know, it's better just – and I think he has a certain amount of faith in Bruce now. Absolutely. After everything he's been through. He should have had a certain amount of faith after um, the son of Gotham. Mm-hmm. When he escaped, he really escaped on his own. Yeah. So um, he's a smart cookie. He's a smart cookie. I do like the fact that even when Bruce was off with Selena, which even though it was only for like a day this time, Alfred was still continuing to work in the cave. Mm-hmm. Like so much so that he barely heard the phone ring when Jim was trying to warn him about Israel. You'd think they'd run a line down there. I mean, back in the old 60s Batman show, they they had a phone on the desk upstairs and they had a phone down in the Batcave, too. You know, you would think modern conveniences, but who are they going to get to come in and do that? Oh, Lucius Fox, maybe. Where's he at? (laughs) This week on Gotham, Joel from Portland said, this week on Gotham, Bruce runs away. (laughs) Every week on Gotham, Bruce runs away. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, they, they, they need, they need some help beefing up that Batcave, though. I, I really hope. Yeah. May, maybe before Bruce completely, or, or maybe, or at least Alfred has the no kill rule thing. Maybe they can get in some contractors and just kill them off. I don't see that happening. Yeah, probably not, not at all. There was a, there was a character in the comics uh, that was basically he was the, he. I, was he the janitor or the handyman for the Batcave? And he knew Bruce Wayne was Batman. And it was all cool. Like, because Batman had saved his life somewhere along the way. Uh, there we and go. so then Bruce hired him to be the handyman for the Batcave. Nice. And then someone found out he was, I, one of the villains found out he was the handyman yeah, for the Batcave. I can't remember the character's name, but I really good story. Going along with that, who the heck builds this stuff? Like,. And now I'm thinking to Batman v Superman a little like that is an excessive or extensive Batcave. And I'm sure this one will get there. Also, who comes in to do this? Alfred cannot do it all. Well, I I know that uh, in in a lot of versions like the Nolan films and the recent comics and stuff, it's Lucius Fox designing the stuff. Yeah. And it's being built through Wayne Enterprises, sort of like Black Ops wing, kind of like a Pinewood Farms or something like that. And then Bruce just kind of like scuttles it away there was even a a a thing in the comics they did a few years back grant morrison did called batman incorporated where bruce wayne comes out and he's like hey i'm bankrolling batman you know Uh, i'm the guy providing him with all his stuff so he can do stuff make gotham great again you know so uh so so that's another way to go about it but i i always felt that that made it a bit too obvious who batman probably was especially because i i think it throughout the course of the story they started revealing who nightwing was oh oh oh, every person who bruce has adopted became one of the robins bruce isn't batman though you know i mean right just seems like it would uh, be an issue. Some, yeah, be an issue. Uh, definitely. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, Wynn says, uh, that's funny. I was thinking how unrealistic it was for Alfred to keep that huge mansion clean by himself. Very true. I don't Very think they're true. messy guys, though. I mean, it's just two guys. It's a messy mansion, though. You know why? Fights. Well, Azrael broke the window. <laughs> Azrael broke a lot of things. Which, uh, you know, makes me wonder and question the nature of Azrael. I now I love first of all in we were talking about this a little earlier they played him like a classic horror film baddie like a Michael Myers mm-hmm. or a Ghostface Killer from Scream or whatever you know nice uh, you know it, it's in these situations you always double tap 
and never look away because that dude is getting up again. Yep. It's going to happen it's every happening. single time. Every time you think you've killed him, he's not. He's going to get up again. Oh, it is so like Scream. Yeah, it's very much like Scream or Michael Myers, right? Halloween or something like that. Yeah, now, uh, one thing that I thought was interesting was that Tabitha mentions that Azrael uh, was thought to be immortal uh, in the legends and everything. Is that because he's a concept, an icon, an idea, a symbol? And is this what influences Bruce to go that route with mm. Batman? Because that's one of the reasons he decided to become an icon, become a symbol, because a symbol can't be killed. I uh, And, you know, he, he always thought that, you know, if he died in the line of duty, that someone else could take up the mantle. And, and yeah, so I'm thinking that's what might happen with Azrael here. So could there be new Azraels, uh, you know, later always on in be. the Gotham series? I you you know I I think but they're not going to get the special sword because I was going to I was going to say what happened to the sword I don't oh, know did the bazooka did the bazooka kill or destroy the sword I would think so you'd think it kind of destroyed everything or, or did actually did Azrael even have the sword at that point maybe it was back at the manor because he used the whip on Bruce there sure. I can't remember if he had the sword or not I don't know yeah. I'd have to go back and watch it a third time uh, but. Answering the important questions, uh, Bobby in the chat room says Alfred has a fleet of Roombas, which makes a lot of which sense. Which does make a lot of sense, but weren't they hardwood floor? Roombas well, can... Roombas can work on hardwood. Can they? I have no idea. I need a Roomba. Okay, let's get a room. Okay, bye guys. We're going to get a Roomba. We're going for a Roomba. We don't want to talk about Bull at all. Oh, wait a second. Oh, we do. wait, we do. Bullock the captain. Here, 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 here. Yes. I love that instead of everyone pushing back, when Bullock starts barking out orders, they look to him for guidance and respect. Um, you know, he he's so uncomfortable and really humble, I think, about being looked to for that direction mm-hmm. uh, with everything going on with Galavan and Arkham. Um, and that makes it better because he doesn't feel he deserves it. Yeah. And which makes him deserve it more. It, it makes him the perfect guy. It makes him the perfect guy. He's not just a lazy sloth. Um, like the cartoon that you showed me before the series started. I was like, ew, uh. cockroaches. <laughs> um, he's so not that guy. He is a leader, whether he wants to be or not. Um, but is he going to take over until Barnes returns? Or what if Barnes doesn't return? Mm-hmm. Is he going to become the captain? <laughs> Is the commissioner going to allow that? Yeah, I don't think they've they've seated a, a commissioner yet. Seriously, uh, it's still since Commissioner Loeb. But I, for one, I, I for one would love to see uh, Bullock as captain. Although maybe not because that means he'd die. But I, there's something really funny going on in the chat room. You want to talk about it? Wynn says a cat can ride on a Roomba that she's seen it on YouTube. Bobby's response. Someone draw that now. Yes. Somebody draw. So can somebody draw Selena Kyle riding a Roomba, please? Riding a Roomba. The Catmobile. Roomba. Oh, and um, TKD Kid says he had the sword. He pulled it out to kill Bruce until Jim started shooting him in the back. Okay, so so the sword was around there. We don't know for – we didn't see – if you don't see a body, you can't be sure. If you see a body blown up by a bazooka, you can, you can be definitely sure. be sure that Theo Galavan is not coming back. Yeah, no. Which I guess that, that – There was chunks. There was. There was spatter. In fact, and this is our arbitrary scale tonight – there were 200 – I counted them – 272 globs of Galavan. Amory, out of 272 globs of Galavan, how many do you give this episode? 264. 
Why? Because it was awesome. What Again, happened to those other those six globs of Galavan or eight? Uh, maybe they'll appear next week. Why can't I count? <laughs> I don't know. You made it up. Yeah. Um, no, I just it was it was a really 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 good episode where again I want to squeal clap and yell yay, mm-hmm. but I just you know it's not quite perfect. What Room was for improvement? What was not perfect about it? Fish wasn't in it yet. I guess that's there true. was no stabby babs making gimlets. Very true. She got kicked out. She got kicked out. So after who knows the where she ended up? You know, I think I would like some acknowledgement of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do have you know still questions about uh, what's his face is baby. Um, <laughs> yeah. Stuff. Well, you Whoa, know, everybody I, else, however, I was going to say people are disagreeing with you pretty hardcore here. Oh, Andrea. yeah, because I'm saying it was awful. I have uh, both Bobby and Wynn in the chat room says uh, they give they it says it. They say they gave it 272 <laughs> globs <laughs> of Galavan, which is a perfect score. It is a perfect score. And you know Tens. what? I'm going to have to go with that, too. I think 272 globs of Galavan. I think, and I know it's the end of a story arc and everything. Yeah. But if someone were to ask me, give me one episode of Gotham to to win or lose me on the episode. I would give them this episode. Like yes. the, the, or Yeah, the series. This is, I think. This is the pinnacle. This might be the perfect episode of Gotham. Uh-huh. From soup to nuts. I, I mean, we have, we have, you know, Bruce stepping into his shoes and stepping out of them uh, on his path to becoming the Batman. We have, you know, a classic Batman villain uh, done very, very well, very, very accurately. Creepy sarcophagi. And, uh, you know, a bunch of people getting stabbed. And then the penguin shows up with the bazooka. I mean, scare of everything. Yeah. And uh, Riddler and Catwoman have really good showings, too. I mean, it's pretty it's much got everything. Harvey has a bunch of great lines. Yeah. It just I, I thought it was an amazing episode. Let's see. Uh, Joel from Portland gives it 250 globs of Galavan needed more of Ed's escape. I could see that. A TKD kid said uh, 271 until I saw the preview for next week. So I'll say 272. LOL. And uh, Bobby says the fish episode with fish will be my Canadian bootleg. Uh, listeners to greetings from Storybrooke will get that. Uh, other people won't. Sorry. Now on to the news. News. First up, the ratings. Gotham uh, was even with a one point two. Uh, so s- slow and steady wins the race. Yep. I mean, at least the thing is they're being consistent. They've been even for like four weeks now. Mm-hmm. Four episode weeks because we've had all these random weeks off. And that's pretty impressive, especially at the end of the, you know, it's the end of the season. They've already been renewed. People could be dropping off and just waiting for it to all come on Netflix and just binge it. Yeah. Um, I know my father is. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, you know, there's that. But it is staying consistent. So that's nice. Yeah, definitely. And I I mean, I, I, I have a feeling as much as people say they dislike Fish Mooney, uh, that next week we might see a bit of an uptick. Which, I think so. Which brings us uh, to the preview for next week, A Legion of Horribles. A Legion uh, So of let's horrible. go ahead and watch this real quick. Oops, sorry. Let's see. Uh, there's Gotham. And then there's Fish, fish. Mooney in the tube. And she's out of she's the tube. Like, and she has the two colored eyes again. Fish Mooney, bitch. And she's the only one that remembers her her true identity. Right off the bat. Which is weird. And, and we also Firefly. see Selena fly, running around with Firefly. Uh, Hugo Strange meets Bruce. Yes. And then Ed is <gasps> running some sort of weird Ed. torture thing with Bruce Wayne inside. See, that's... Oh, so they're going to put him to work. Yeah, and I don't know if you guys saw or not, but... Get- 
there is a see, yeah right here if i can pause it Maybe. one second yeah who's that a lady in an owl mask oh that's the owl mask saying one. that hugo strange you have failed court oh. of owls people i think it's coming oh. i think it's season three i i don't think there's any avoiding it at this no, point they can't okay and well, this they've is- been teasing it since what season one mm-hmm. so Okay, in this, uh, and I hope we don't get taken down for this. I don't uh, think so because it's a promo. Yeah, uh, normally we don't play the audios for the audio for the promo, but this one's lovely. Uh, but this one is just too lovely to pass up. This is a uh, one. Your name? This is one we saw uh, our guy uh, or the promo guy oh, forgot. Oh, he sent from. it to us. He, well, he tweeted it out right before the show started. Uh, okay. So, so we wanted to feature it uh, just because it's so great. It's called "My Name Is Fish Mooney." Do you remember your name? My name is Fish Mooney. Bitch. bitch. Fish Mooney. Fish Mooney. Jada Fish made it okay. Bitch. She did. My name is Fish Mooney. Bitch. <laughs> I love it. I'm sorry. Fantastic. I'm going to be playing that on loop all week because I've always loved Fish. Yes, Fish Mooney. She had her moments where she great. wasn't awesome, but that mm-hmm. that is the epitome of everything that made that character fun. And she and she's the one who originally made it okay for us to say ass on the show. Now she's ass, made it and okay. now we can say bitch all We're we bitch. want because, or bitch ass because you know what Jada made it okay. Jada made it okay. Okay, so next week, when you get done watching Legion of Horribles. The Legion of Horribles. The Legion of Horribles. I, what, you know, get over to your computer, bitch. Email us legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Uh-huh. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352, bitch. <laughs> okay nice. i and, and well, we'll stop i promise we we promise bitch okay uh so first up is a letter from christian gray i uh, and this is in reference to uh, the episode into the woods it into came the in woods. a little late yes and uh christian uh which i believe is probably a pseudonym says i think so uh this is a little late but i wanted to know uh when you two thought jim found out that nigma set him up uh some of my friends think that jim knew ed set him up when he went there that's why Ed said, I knew that you knew that I knew. But there is nothing to indicate uh, that was the case. I, I, I'd That's be inclined fair. to agree uh, yeah. that I, I think uh, – uh, actually, he, he goes on yeah. to say here. And he, we, you all know what I think. You listen to the show. Yeah. Uh, Bill, you insightfully brought up that while Gordon couldn't figure it out, uh, Ed <laughs> – or figure out it was Ed uh, before, but when he knew it was Ed, he quickly was able to deduce everything. I'm just confused why they didn't suspect Ed because of the riddles at the train station. I, I can see that. Very true. I can see that. I mean, that is kind of his That's MO his deal. as a person. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, when Ed says that I, I, I knew the rumors weren't true about you killing Galavan, uh, because Gordon knows uh, whoever framed uh, and tipped off uh, IA. IA about the Galavan murder. Yeah. Uh, because then he asked Ed if Penguin told him anything about the Galavan murder, knowing that Ed and Penguin are friends. So mm. he was starting to get a he little He was putting suspicious. it together. Definitely. And uh, he, Christian closes with, also, Bill, it's obvious you and Anne-Marie have sexual tension. Uh, so take her out on a date, because if you don't, I will definitely show her exactly what she is missing. We've been married for almost nine years. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not really tension. It's not really yeah. tension. It's, um, yeah, it's not tense. It's not tense. We're good. Yeah, we're very comfortable <laughs> with each other at this point. Very comfortable. And normally but, I would have cut that off or something. But, but we've gotten a few other yeah, comments. Yeah, we've gotten a few of these comments. And yeah, we just want to put it out on Front Street. 
Uh, we've and, been, yeah, we're married. We have three kids. We're good. Yeah, Emery's <laughs> off the market, and if she's off. Or if she's on the market again, the podcast will cease suddenly. <laughs> uh, so maybe wait until wait for them to make suggestive comments on YouTube yes, and please. through email and stuff like that. Yes, okay, so uh, let's uh, go ahead and uh, switch over to uh, one of our voicemails with Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Hey guys, it's Bobby. Hi, Bobby. So for Gordon not being a cop, he sure plays an awful lot like one because like mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. driving the squad car around. He's at the precinct all the time. He's even going on raids with them. So that all seemed a bit weird to me and then the come on air ducks that's how you're gonna escape arkham that's like such a cliche myth we know air ducks aren't like that huge but oh, <laughs> in comics kidding, they are. guys this yep. was such a great episode <laughs> everything about it top to bottom soup to nuts as bill would say <laughs> i freaking love this episode like okay bullocks i have been saying that a you, lot haven't you have I? been saying soup to nuts every week Stepping up and taking charge. It, that almost made... I've never even thought about it before, but that makes me want to see him as captain. Uh, Penguin getting back to his old self, if not better. Loved Robin Lord Taylor in this episode. Uh, Bruce standing up to Alfred in the alleyway, showing him and us the man he could become. Uh, like I said before with the air duck, Selena and Riddler. Uh, that was just a great scene. Uh, or Selena. And I want to keep calling him Riddler because he's just... I mean, he's... For me, he's already become the Riddler, but let's just say Nygma, such a great scene. Uh, is it just me or when Selena was sneezing in those air ducts, did it sound like a cat sneezing? Uh, um, <laughs> yes. Butch, I just loved everything about Butch in this episode, showing showing his tender side, uh, <laughs> teaming back up with Penguin, uh, at least for the time being, you know, and teaming up. This wasn't him working for Penguin, although in the end it did seem kind of like that, didn't it? Um the Alfred throwdown with Azrael. Oh God, that was awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. the, in, the Indian Hill when Selena was going through Indian Hill. And was that Killer Croc? I'm pretty sure that was Killer Croc. Yeah, that um, was Killer Croc. And then, Definitely. of course, uh, Penguin showing up with, uh, uh, Butch and with a friggin' bazooka. <laughs> uh, very reminiscent of an episode of Buffy, I think, from like the second or third season. Second season. Uh, anyway, great scene. Uh, I've, I've seen that see reference Firefly. before. I haven't seen um, Buffy. I love the outfit, very reminiscent of like wings and whatnot with those tubes. And I wonder how Selena will survive that because we know she will. Right. Uh, one thing about Firefly is I thought it was interesting, you know, versus her last couple of episodes, she sounded almost insect like, which I thought was yes. really fun. Definitely. Yes. She was like, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it was good. Uh, just everything about this was great. Uh, the only trepidation I have is um, the. Next week, uh, you know, only two episodes left. Uh, Fish Mooney, I'm, uh, spoiler alert, I'm <laughs> Fish Mooney, bitch. Um, <laughs> but was that like a person in a owl mask on the screen talking to Hugo? Mm-hmm. I think Strange he's in your brain. Mixed feelings be. about the next two episodes. I could care less about Fish, but Court of Owls, yes, bring it on. Yeah. Uh, God, so, okay, arbitrary scale out of 4,562 pieces of Galavan. I'm he is in my brain. Asriel, whatever you want to call him, I'm giving it 4,562 pieces. I loved every bit of this episode. That was lovely. It's like the the Bill and Bobby show. Yeah, I know. It was like, I, I don't even have to be on this show anymore. We can just have Bobby call in a voicemail and you can just play about 30 seconds of it at a time. <laughs> It'll be good. It was, I'll have a discussion with a Bobby voicemail. Well, you know, great minds think alike and all that. They do. Okay, thank you very much, Fabia. Next up is the guy that called last week. 
the guy that called last week. Yeah, That's take what it away. We're calling the, him. Yeah, take it away. The guy that called last week. Hi guys. Um, um, this is this is the guy that called uh, last last week. Uh, the guy that called in the middle of your stream. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I did. I mistimed it. Uh, also, I'm leaving you guys another voicemail because the first one that I left was I left it a little bit too long. So I'm we eliminated it. To make it short, short this time. A, a little overall over everything that happened. Fantastic episode. The scene, the last scene with Galvan was absolutely amazing and hilarious I love and the music too that they added in that scene was so good I love all those small little team ups that they had with, with some of the characters my favorite one being Catalina and Enigma I love the personality traits that they run off from one another I thought that was great the action shots of Selena were, were amazing I, it reminded me so much of Catwoman that I was just got me more excited for her also I'm so hyped for Taylor Clark he looked so he looked so mental menacing and creepy and I love it and I can't wait to see what they do with him. Um, also, she was strange. It's P.A. Wong and Hugo Strange is just fantastic. There, I couldn't ask for anything more for someone playing Hugo Strange. He does it so well, and I hope we get to see more of it later. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really intrigued with Fish Mooney. I'm really excited to see her back again. I'm not sure what she's gonna do, but in any case, it, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be great over, overall. Um, you guys do something in your podcast. I'm gonna try to do it. Um, out of uh, 50 floating gallivants, I give it of 48. Pretty solid episode. One of the funniest and one of the funniest episodes in this season, but one of the best ones in my opinion too. So, uh, and and that's pretty much it. Um, uh, thanks, guys, a lot, and I'll see you guys next week. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, the thank guy you, guy, who called last, last week. week. Guy, uh, can you leave your name next time? Yeah, leave your name. We'd so like we can to say, know who you are. Say hi, guy. Say hi. I'm the guy who's called the last two weeks. No, my name is blah blah blah. Mucho respect on the arbitrary scale. Too. Absolutely, it's like a thing this week. Okay, next up is Mike Pasqua. Take it. Away, Mike. Hello, Beach. This is well, Bill. This is Mike. Mike P- Pasqua here. You know, I don't have anything particular for this episode, but there, this show, this Gotham has potential. I mean, you this know Gotham how, has how potential. And how how much of a wealth you have with with the uh, Batman's Rogues Gallery. I mean, they haven't touched some of the guys. You know, Clock King and and others that they can mm-hmm. do it. I, I would be very interested to see if they somewhere along the line decide to try and redefine some of the roles like Mark Parker and, uh, I'd and, love that. Uh, 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 and others from the old Batman 66 series. It'd be very interesting to see that. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. I, and yeah, I, I would love to see Clock King. I'd love to see Ma Parker. Uh, we've been joking about this since the first season when we had uh, the actor and actress who played uh, Montoya and Allen on. Yes, the Condiment King. The Condiment King. Yes. I would I, love to see an episode of the Condiment King. I would like to relive them saying Condiment King in our game over and over again. Yes. We should reshare yes. that. We, we should. Uh, de- maybe over the summer we'll repost it or, okay. or something. That'd be fun. That'd be good. Uh, and Bobby says he wants to see King Tut. Also, Egghead would be amazing as well. Amory's like looking at me with... A complete... I got nothing, man. I we, got nothing. We should rewatch some old Batman 66 sometimes. Because Gotham owns, owes a lot to Batman 66. I'm sure. Excuse me. And it's actually quite clever. Sure okay, uh, next up is a uh, <laughs> mi- voicemail from Jordan. Take it away, Jordan. What's up, guys? It's Jordan again. Hey! Uh, let's talk about a little bit of Gotham last night. Um, blew my mind, to say the least. Um, with Jim Gordon and, no, who was it? It was Jim Boing 
and um, no, it was Penguin and Butch <laughs> going. <laughs> he has no idea. So Gallivan's officially gone from from everything. Azrael's gone. Gallivan's gone. That was pretty quick. That was short lived. Um, then we got Selena breaking into Arkham, and the Selena and Nigma confrontation in the vents was absolutely hilarious. Of course, Nigma <laughs> got out for like you know three seconds, and he got caught again. So who knows what Hugo's going to do to Nigma once he gets back inside? Um, let's see here. Then we got well, then we got uh, Tabitha, you know, getting stabbed by her brother. I wonder if Tabitha's Tabitha. officially dead or not. <laughs> we'll see about that. And then let's see what we got. We got Bruce and Alfred, and it was just it was it was a very good episode. And I really cannot wait till next week. We got we saw previews of Fish Mooney coming back. Um, holy cow! And then, of course, we got Firefly and Selena, uh, confrontation in uh, Firefly's room. I wonder if Selena will get out. It was just, everything happened at one time. It was awesome. So, can't wait to talk to you guys about it in the chat room tonight. It's going to be great. All right. See you guys later. Uh, well, yes, it's been, it's been, it's been fun lovely. talking with you in the chat room about it tonight. And, yeah, uh, all agreement had with your opinions. Uh, it was a great episode. It was amazing. Awesome episode. You want to read this one from Joel from Portland? Sure. Hey guys, it's Joel from Portland calling, <clears throat> you were typing, sir, about last night's episode <laughs> in which the aesthetic felt a little askew, but there were hairstyle, there were hairstyle differences. Harvey Bullock wearing gloves. That's true. Galavan's beard looking grayer than usual. I'm guessing that maybe this was shot after they took a filming break. One of the obvious changes was Cat's straight hair, which seemed to to be accompanied by more Catwoman attitude. From from the way she silhouettes against the spotlight before entering Arkham, to the way she sneezes like a feline in the vents, and she even sneers at a passing rat. I miss that. Um, she even has a chip on her shoulder when she calls out Ed for framing Jim. Which, how weird is it that she and Ed would run into each other while one was sneaking out and the other was sneaking in? It's interesting that they both told each other the truth about how to uh, progress in their individual plans, even though it ended them both in bad situations. Uh, trust seems to be an ongoing theme between Ed and the other baddies on the show, a la Penguin. My last thought is that Oswald and Butch are back together. Forget this, two episodes <laughs> of how did we kill this mythical demon who wouldn't die from a fist, a bullet, or a Buick. <laughs> um, all you need is two minutes with the King of Gotham and his trusty sidekick and you're welcome. <laughs> Cue the badass music as they walk away from the remains of a burning stump of a man. And in the world <laughs> where no one stays dead, I think it's a safe to say Theo is toast. Thanks, guys. And until next time, I'm going to wear leather. We saw the body in Fractal. So. We saw, yeah, <laughs> we saw lots of the body. Yeah, we were pretty sure he's dead. But thank you so much, Joel, for writing it. Uh, yes, definitely. it was awesome. Okay, uh, next up, we have a few uh, comments here to take us out on. Michael Moore says, hey, guys, just started listening to your podcast, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you. What do you think of this, though? Or this thought. Uh, with Hugo Strange uh, bringing, Gotham, bringing Gallivan. back Galavan as Azrael <laughs> and Freeze as uh, Mr. Freeze, what are the chances of him re- re- resurrecting Jerome and him becoming the Joker? I'm going to go 75%. I'd say 8%. 8 chances out of oh. 8 chances. I, I hope that it's, happens. It, I think it'll happen. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen this season, mm-hmm. mostly because that actor has been in like three million things this year. Yeah, um, that's why they killed him off so early. I could see he it, had other. I could commitments. see him being the cliffhanger at the end of season two. I and, and just like a silhouette or something. Yeah, like, not even confirmed in any way, shape, or form that it's him. But like a cackle. Yeah, or so, like something ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, uh, Zikana Utern. That's right. You're reading uh, that one and not uh, me. Says, <laughs> Hope.
Gotham season <laughs> doesn't end in a cliffhanger. <laughs> cringe. cringe. He'd cringe. He'd cringe that if one. that happened. Okay, uh, Jason Redux says, Hey, Bill and Amory, are there any specific reasons why Gotham can't show Batman? They said they will show Bruce in the final scene suiting up as Batman when it ends, but I feel it would be a, a waste for the last season that they can't use uh, Batman year one season. Uh, then let it end. It'd be great to have Batman have his first encounters with villains and have his first meeting with Jim and the Bat Signal powering up. Oh, what do you guys think? Well, well I, I know I, you answered this one, but I still included it. Well, I, I, I did go back and look a little bit. And Jim, uh, Ben McKenzie, at a comic book panel back in August, said, you will see Batman on the show, but it'll be the last frame of the last episode, blah, 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 blah. One, he's not the creator. Two, I think what they'll probably do is I think they'll probably do a Batman year one kind of situation, except he won't have the Batman name yet. And it'll be a season about him coming up trying, with trying. Yeah. Trying it, different things. I yeah, can see that. I, I definitely feel, I, I feel like we're heading towards a, an entire season with David running around as a masked vigilante. Yeah. Cause and, they're definitely showing all of the inspiration for it. Yeah. And, and that leading to the Batman. And I, I I'd say, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't do at least a few episodes mm-hmm. of him being the Batman or, you know, taking on the mantle of the bat and how he learns to interact with Jim through that and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel from Portland's heading out of the chat room. Bye, Joel. Bye, Joel. Love you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Kisses. Uh, Matt C. says, I highly suspect that Jerome is one of the other dead characters that Hugo Strange will resurrect. I just can't see the writers passing up that opportunity. And it would once again make him the possible future Joker. And uh, last but not least, Ralph Smith says, I think Basil Carlo is going to be one of the people with stories. And uh, yeah, there's some indications that that's coming next week. Coming soon. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Oh, uh, and TKD Kid in the chat room says uh, that Oswald and Butch scene of them walking away from Burning Theo reminds me of the song from By Lonely Island, Cool Guys Don't Look at Explosions. I don't know that song. I feel like I need to Cool know. guys don't look at explosions. Wow. It's about like that. Oh, is it? Throughout the entire thing. Wow. Okay, but uh, that was it. Uh, You know. (laughs) That was it. Bye, folks. Mic drop. Hey, bitch. Next week. (laughs) uh, When you're done watching next week's wonderful episode, I would say bitchin' episode of Gotham, email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. Facebook is Facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352 or 424-27-BITCH. That's not actually. No, that's don't not try actually, and dial don't that. Try that. Yeah, we don't yeah, know what it yeah. is. Use don't, the number I said earlier. Don't do that to people. Amory, where can people find you online? Okay. Oh, hi. Sorry, I was reading. That was directed at me. Hi, you can find me on Twitter at amdsimone, or you can check out my blog, crunchycrafty.com. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And uh, you can follow up with a. With a round of tennis. Wow. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I think I think about I think that, we about said all we need to say. I think we said all there is to say. All we need. Squeal, clap, yay! Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that about does it for this week. So you know, join us next week for more Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. <laughs> It is a good song. You should look it up, though. I'm sure. (laughs) You're welcome. Wear leather. 
I apologize for having Rumpelstiltskin up on the chat window the entire episode. I didn't notice it because Anne-Marie is wearing a dark shirt.